Hi beautiful souls, welcome to Conscious Revolution Podcast. I am your host Shivani and this is the place where we talk about mind, body and spirit. So today is a really interesting episode because we have a quantum business and wealth coach uh katie wilkinson with us she is based out of australia and she uh guides people to access the infinite quantum field defy logic and collapse time and that is a big one that i think on the spiritual journey we're always out there to explore it is super fascinating to see katie ditch the rule book release false constructs and conditioning and really overcome the mind and co-create directly with source and uh, materialize um, realistic, well, unrealistic wealth and business success that she already is embodying and she shares with her clients and the world. So it's really interesting uh, to sit with her and to deep dive into the concepts of quantum manifestation and quantum healing um, and how can we collapse time and how can we um, get ready to live our dreams right now in this moment because if you think of it, time is truly an illusion. And everything that tells us that we are not ready, that this is not the time, um, maybe that's not all the truth. <laughs> so dive deep in here and get your notebooks perhaps also. Because this one can really literally blow your mind. <laughs> Hi Katie, welcome to Conscious Revolution Podcast. I'm so excited and glad that we're finally able to make to this conversation and I'm so happy to have you. Thank you for being here today. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm super excited to be here and I know this is going to be an incredible conversation. Yes, I'm excited because I have been actually watching you on Instagram and I think we connected through a common mastermind. And uh, since then, I have been just following you. And I think you just started your business, I think, a year back or something. And you have been kind of like on a roll. <laughs> so um, and I think coincidentally, I reached out to you just last week. And congratulations for hitting a milestone in your business just last week. I've been watching your stories and that's not the reason why I specifically called you on my podcast, but that happens to be so I'm like perfect timing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. And I was just thinking back and reflecting too, like I'm pretty sure we crossed paths. Yeah. At the beginning of my business 15 months ago and so much has happened since then. And um, last week I had a $40,000 sales week, which is the biggest sales week I've had to date. And yeah, just so many things have happened so fast, but that's the art of the time collapse. So it's very, very fun. Yes. Talking of time collapse, of course, this podcast is going to be all about quantum leaps, quantum manifestation. And I'm so excited to dive deep into this topic because I'm an MG, manifesting generator as a human yeah. design. And I think one of the reasons, one of the things I think MGs are known for is to do things quick is to skip timelines right mm -hmm. and definitely this has been like uh ever since i have kind of tapped into my human design it's kind of given me a big 
permission slip to really take pride in knowing that you've done things fast. And I think you can really, really talk about it more about, I think one of the reasons why a lot of us do not, uh, are not able to take that leap, to take those quantum leaps is because there's a lot of societal conditioning and beliefs, like the harder you work, the more, you know, the more it matters, uh, the more time it takes, the more credibility you will have. And oh God, time has been such a big thing in my life. So I'm really excited to learn from you and to see how did that play a role in your life? So let's just begin from the starting. How did you get into quantum manifestation? How did you, did you go through books? Did you learn through a coach? Or is it something which you've been always been doing? Yes, thank you so much. And I love how you're manifesting generator. I'm a generator personally. I still feel like I have a lot of energy and can do a lot of things, but you guys are like shiny object syndrome. I can do so many things at once, multi-passionate, multi-faster. I've got so many clients who are MGs, which is so amazing. I love the energy. Um, but yeah, my journey with quantum manifestation, as you know, probably from the beginning, I was before a manifestation coach. I did teach more mainstream common manifestation that you would typically find in the secret you know the law of attraction which is gaining a lot of popularity nowadays um, but then I slowly started to discover quantum physics and quantum manifestation doing research through books um, self-study I haven't really taken I've taken one or two courses on it but that was after I kind of learned about it because I'm like why is no one talking about this I was even trying to find books it's hard to find you know books about it Joe Dispenza talks about it a little bit but I kind of had to piece it all together and it was again this like understanding this awakening when I discovered quantum that oh okay it's this thing that I've always known and understood we actually have come from the quantum it's our natural state of being and I just started to remember so I often say it's not something that you need to discover or that you need to learn or that I even teach as a quantum coach but it's something that you remember and you have this deep awakening of the quantum version of you, which is limitless, which is beyond time, which is beyond physical form, which is beyond space. And so as I started to delve deeper, all of a sudden it was like the floodgates opened and I started to piece things together. There are a lot of books out there talking about quantum physics, but not a lot of books talking about how to um, piece together quantum physics and manifestation I realized this needs to be shared more because they're talking about how there's no time and there's no space and there are you know, there's no limitation of like but why aren't they applying it to how we can change our lives right so I started to get all these downloads and codes and things coming through channel through me and I'm like this is it I have to really pivot into teaching more about not just manifestation and the law of attraction but on a deeper level quantum manifestation how there are certain things in manifestation that I don't teach anymore um and yeah it's just on a deeper level so that's kind of how I discovered it and I feel like every day I'm unlocking new things as well when it comes to quantum manifestation yeah and I think I love where you said that it was something so natural and I think manifestation is also something which we are always manifesting we are always constantly manifesting for good for bad for however we have been manifesting the moment we are placed on this planet because that's just how energy works and I think uh, even how much I have dived into quantum manifestation I think whenever I kind of like read about it or learned about it here and there I was like okay this is so natural this is just like so obvious quote unquote and a lot of times we might be even applying it unknowingly right mm, so I'm really excited yeah so I'm really excited to know how did you kind of like first 
had a like a real life experience with it like when you actually applied and like oh my god this actually consciously i'm applying it and it's actually giving me results like is there a specific event moment where you kind of like you know felt that Mm, not really because i mean quantum manifestation is similar to manifestation so it just tweaked a little bit of of some things in my process refined my process a little bit but I feel like I've been manifesting for so long like my parents um, are kind of into manifestation although they don't use that term they've been going to personal development seminars and listening to tapes and reading books you know since before I was even born and so they've been really part of this world and they always taught me you can be do and have whatever you want you're the creator of your reality so I feel like I was ingrained with this knowledge and I have been doing it as you said unconsciously unintentionally for a long time but then gradually it started to become more conscious and intentional um but now I think about I think there was one key pivotal moment um where I did decide to use it very very intentionally and I scripted out and it literally was exactly that I think that was the moment where I was like this is it because you can put it out there and it can come but sometimes like oh that's that's just a coincidence it was just coming anyway but there was that one point where it was like no this is like down to the word and now I'm, I'm sure you watch my stories but um literally two weeks ago I wrote about I'm going to make forty thousand dollars in my business a week and a half later it happened and I totally forgot that I wrote that and so now that's a common occurrence like whatever I write becomes real um, but that one first occurrence was when I was 20 I was looking for a job and um, I was very strict I said I don't want to do hospitality or fast food or retail anything like that I'd never gotten a job before and everyone said you're a lunatic who do you think is going to hire you and I don't even know what I wanted I just knew what I didn't want at the time which is not normally how you manifest but I was very strict on my non-negotiables I was approached by a company that I knew who said you know we really want you on as our social media person can you come in for a job interview? And I remember I had just learned about, you know, manifestation and like really understanding and applying it and like the processes and scripting. So I started script. And I remember I wrote exactly it. I walk into the interview. I'm confident. It goes so well. I answer the questions with ease. And the interviewer says that they are really impressed with me. And it happened. And I remember every single day, up until the interview, I would write the same script. I would write again and again and again, and I would visualize it. And then um, that day, it was exactly that. I walked in. I was confident it was my first interview that I've ever done. I spoke with ease. I answered the questions perfectly. And then um, I remember person said, wow, I'm really impressed with you. And I was just like, that's exactly what I wrote in it. And um, I ended up landing the job, which I wrote. I land the job on that day and they tell me that, you know, I'm in. And it just went perfectly exactly as I had envisioned. It's almost like a deja vu moment. And I think that was one of the first times where I intentionally had like a process and I put it out there and word for word, it just ended up happening. And now, yeah, looking back, it's like that was my first ever experienced and it was so crazy but now that's just part of my normal reality I know that if I write something it's going to come true but it's just bringing back so many memories mm, and I loved also how you also somewhere talked about and I want to bring this up before we move forward and talk more about quantum manifestation and healing uh, about uh, you said your parents were always into personal development stuff and they were always even though they were not quote unquote into manifestation, they were all about into self-development, personal development. They attended seminars and had whole tapes and all that stuff. Um, so this is something which I think uh, 
I have been kind of like going back and forth and I've done something which I because I'm my work is more centered around healing and uh, emotional healing and emotional mastery and all of that stuff and uh, this is somewhere I wanted to just kind of like bring in and have a little clarity for people who are listening and be like what if my parents are not you know because your conditioning does matter right and how, how especially our first conditioning comes from our parents uh, not all of us have had childhoods where we were kind of like have had uh, experiences where we were told you can have whatever you want. So a lot of limiting beliefs come from a childhood. Most of the times, whenever you trace any of the limiting beliefs, you go back to your childhood and that's where it kind of like, you know, delves uh, deeper and you understand, okay, this is what I was told by society, by teachers, by my parents. So uh, have you, like, because you work with so many clients and you work one-on-one as well, uh, have you come across clients who uh, have had different childhoods and for them, the process of manifestation looked a little bit different than probably for somebody who was who grew up with a very high self-esteem. Yeah, so I um, definitely have had clients that I think almost all my clients actually didn't have that upbringing. Like I think it is very, very rare. I mean, nowadays, there's probably tons of people bringing up their children in this personal development world, but like 20 plus years ago like I don't think it was a very normal thing Uh, but I love this question because a lot of people think oh well you just had an advantage like of course you were bred and born to be this type of person I even have a story of how when my mum was pregnant with me she would attend motivational seminars and one day she said I want to do that I want to become a motivational speaker and she never ever thought that only when she was pregnant with me. When she was pregnant with my sister, she attended the motivational seminar and said, what is this? This is bullshit. I'm getting out of here. (laughs) And so she says, like, that was you who wanted to do that. She said, I've never, I don't want to be a motivational speaker. Um, And so we joke about how it was always meant to be. Funnily enough, just because my parents did, you know, um, personal development, I didn't actually have a high self-esteem. I had a very low self-esteem as a child. I was very shy. I was very timid. I still had, you know, despite my parents being in the world of personal development, I still have, you know, childhood, quote unquote, trauma. Again, trauma, everyone has trauma. It doesn't mean like trauma doesn't have to be rape or anything huge like that. But we all have certain things um, just because it was their conditioning being passed on. We are all also exposed to the collective conditioning as well. So uh, yes, I had an advantage, but I also had a lot of my own stuff that I had to deal with and I still have to today. So yes, conditioning is relevant. It's always relevant. It doesn't matter who you are you have conditioning, we all do. But also realizing that manifestation doesn't have a bias. So just because you have been raised a certain way, it doesn't actually mean that you necessarily have an advantage when it comes to manifesting than someone who doesn't. You know who has an advantage when it comes to manifestation? The person who believes that manifestation works for them. If you just decide, no, I've got too much conditioning and trauma and I don't have this advantage and it's closed off, then you're not going to be able to manifest because that's the reality that you are deciding and dictating to be true. But if you decide that I'm releasing the conditioning, I'm moving forward, I'm deciding that manifestation is for me, then that's going to be the truth. Because ultimately, Mm. someone has to break the chain. Think about it. If we are all just a byproduct of our conditioning and nothing ever changes, then we would be the same as our 100th 
great ancestor, great, great, great grandmother, because nothing ever changes. Somewhere you have to break the chain. Somewhere you have to release the conditioning. Somewhere you have to decide that I'm releasing this and I'm bringing in something new. My mother, for example, was raised in, you know, China in poverty. She, her life was literally the opposite of what mine looks like. She was not into personal development. Her mother never told her she loved her mother gave her away when she was nine months old, right? There was all this stuff, but she was able to then get into the world of personal development. So it's never too late. Um, it's never, ever too late to enter this world. And she was able to break her ancestral and generational trauma and create a totally new um, generation for me to be able to release from that past conditioning. Some she passed on. And it's my choice now, decision to break intentionally. And some of it she was able to break. And in each generation, we either break or we create more trauma, right? So it's also yeah. realizing that like, it, it, what only matters really is now like yes past conditioning and with neuroscience obviously we have um certain um, neurons and pathways which are cemented and hardwired into our brain but also you get to defy that through just quantum manifestation which actually states that there is no past so your past doesn't have to dictate your future you can override your past by being present here now in the present moment. And that is going to over time really release and dissolve your past conditioning so that you're able to move beyond that. And I know you do some of this, obviously with your healing work, anyone can heal and move past their conditioning, but it's just a conscious choice of who do I wanna be? How do I wanna show up? And how do I untether from my conditioning and not act from my conditioning? But it might still be there. You might be still living um, here with your, your conditioning and your trauma, but you're not actually allowing it to dictate your behavior and who you are. You're seeing it as a separate entity to you and, and, and tethering more until eventually you're able to leave that and, and have a more clean, fresh state slate. But eventually you're never going to become fully deconditioned. That's not something that's, that's possible, but it's just deciding from this moment on who do I want to be? And I've seen it a million times done before. I've seen people who've never been into personal development be able to create drastic results in their lives. And it's just a decision that you have to make. Mm, I love all the beautiful examples in the story you kind of like took us on. And absolutely, we are here to break break patterns. We're here to break the, break, break the lineage uh, trauma. We're not here to carry it forward. And somebody, as you said, somebody has to be the one who stands up and say, it stops here. And I think most of us who are kind of like listening to this right now or doing this kind of work, we are the ones, right? Who have decided to not, not take it forward and to actually do something different. I choose something different. I think that's such a powerful uh, breakthrough moments when we choose something different. Wow, that just make, reminds me. I pulled out cards for this week and there was a major theme and we we're recording it this week and it was really about uh, two of swords popped up and it said, it's time to choose something different that you've never ever chosen before. And I think at this time in the current climate, a lot of us are, I think when we are getting to know about the spiritual work. And for me, I think most of the times whenever I do any kind of meditation, even when I'm, it's just a single meditation or healing or something like that, it's like, wow, the understanding, which I probably did not have four or five years ago, that the understanding and the awareness and the moment where it's like, oh, I don't have to go through this. There is a way out. I think that's really, really strong. So let's kind of like dive into quantum healing. And you see, he also said that 
I also still have my own childhood stuff to deal with. I still have my own stuff to deal with. And that does come up and I do heal that. So um, spiritual bypassing is also something which in the spiritual community is really a hot topic right Mm -hmm. now. And I think somewhere, I think uh, earlier, we kind of, like you just said, you were doing the normal, regular manifestation work of all about law of attraction, all of that. And it was pretty much limited to that. Did you ever face any of your own traumas and your stuff come up when you were following the old manifestation stuff? And how did you kind of like quantum heal it, if good and good, if that's something? How did you kind of like you skip timelines of staying stuck into those wounded timelines? Yeah, so much to uncover. So over time, the process in which I deal with my trauma and conditioning now looks very, very different. So um, for many people, I think I was lucky enough to be able to actually learn about my trauma and conditioning from a young age. So I think I was 19, 20 when I was studying kinesiology and I started to really understand and they taught us, okay, this is, you know, conditioning and we're able to release this and release the past and and um, awaken from that. And before I was studying kinesiology, obviously I'd understood manifestation and the typical secret thing, think positive, right? You've got to think positive. You're not thinking positive. You're bad. You're repelling things. You've got to be high vibe all the time. So I'd force myself to be positive, you know, toxic positivity. It's like, nope, I'm always positive, always happy. Life's good. And obviously that would work to an extent and then all of a sudden you'd crash because it's not sustainable it's not realistic it's actually not what manifestation is at all it's the biggest misconception and um misunderstood thing that's being misunderstood and spread and i'm here to share the truth it literally has nothing to do with your thoughts you don't even manifest via your thoughts you manifest by your energy positive thoughts don't matter there's no such thing as low vibe emotions so much to debunk in there but i was still stuck in that old paradigm because i didn't know any better because that was the message that was being spread around then i uncovered kinesiology which is very much a beautiful process in deconditioning where we you know access the subconscious mind and we do a little bit of body work and might do you know age um, recession and we're able to um, uncover you know different parts of our life or even past lives and really clear that out not necessarily through adding another story but through fully releasing that so that's when I started to learn about it and I started to ditch the whole positive thinking thing which didn't serve me very well because I'd go high and then I'd crash and I'd go high and I'd crash and then I would just judge myself more why can I maintain this state where it's like Katie you're not supposed to maintain the state that's the whole entire point show me a human that's high vibe all the time I still haven't found one, you know, so um, that really changed and shifted for me. But then I also, when I started coaching, got into the mindset and manifestation space, and everyone was talking about limiting belief work and let's remove your limiting beliefs and replace them with a good story and rewrite and reframe. So also got stuck a little bit in that world, which I no longer deal with anymore. I don't call myself a mindset coach. I don't actually do mindset work. Mindset work is essentially operating on a mind level where you have a story You find that story and then you replace it with another story. So um, I don't know, it could be, yeah, I'm, I'm not worthy. I am worthy. That's placing another story on top when the truth is, well, you're worthy, but you're also not because worth doesn't exist. It's actually a construct. It's not real. Humans don't have a worth. You're innately worthy because you are, but there's no such thing as you can't increase or decrease your worth. So that's an example of like deep underneath that. So I did get a little bit into that kind of, Um, pathway of limiting belief work and mindset work until I found um, quantum and came back to realizing that 
the deconditioning now in the process that I practice. And this is kind of my journey of like all the different ways in which I would deal with my trauma. Um, now it's what I found is on the, the a deeper level that really helps me is transmuting and seeing your trauma from being here in the present moment. So mindset work can often be good. You can get so far with it, but it's still like in the mind, it's still looking, you're digging up the past. Let me find it. Let me find it. But for me, I realized, you know, I don't need to dig up the past. If anything from the past is affecting me and my conditioning right now, it'll come up. It'll come up when it's relevant. Life will create a situation that will trigger me and will bring it up. And in that moment, I get to, it reveals itself and I get to deal with it and process it by transmuting it inside the present moment. So my whole practice revolves around being here in the present moment, because in the present moment, the past can't exist. The, the future can't exist, the mind can't exist, your ego can't exist, your stories, patterns, narratives, programming literally cannot exist in the power of this present moment. So as I am potently and hyper aware in this present moment, I'm able to then transmute my um, trauma, not by spiritual bypassing, but by, by being present with the pain, by being present with the tension. And so, uh, you know, I won't necessarily go digging, but maybe... Um, even today, I got a little bit triggered by some posts that I saw. And what happens in my process is just, okay, I notice the, the tensions. I notice the energetic sensations. I notice um, whatever's coming up in my body right now, the energy. I notice um, the how uncomfortable I'm feeling and I, and I don't resist it. I sit with it and I say, this is what I'm experiencing here now in the present moment. And the longer I sit with it, I slowly untether, but I allow it to coexist. I allow it to be here without mm. suppressing, without trying to change a story, without trying to dig into the past, without trying to change it. It's just here and I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, I, I accept that, you know, this is a trigger. This is something that's making me uncomfortable. This is some type of wounding. I'm okay with it. I'm okay. I'm okay with this wounding. You know, I'm, I'm seeing it for what it is. And slowly, slowly, it just starts to dissolve and it starts to untether because you've allowed it to move through. All the conditioning is was unprocessed energy. That's all trauma is, unprocessed energy inside the body, stuck and stagnant because you won't see it for what it is. If you just see it and be uncomfortable with it and sit with it, and it will be so painful. It's like you're, it feels like you're breaking apart for like five, 10 minutes. It's like, oh, my goodness. And you don't create a story around it, right? Don't create a story around what the pain means. And then slowly it'll dissolve and it'll move move from you and that's kind of the process that i use now um which is rooted inside the present moment but there are so many different ways to do this and obviously all the time i still get in my mind i still get conditioning come up i still get things come up but i use the present moment to be able to see it for what it is face it and then transmute it in a natural way yeah oh oh my god i just love that so much because yes i think it's kind of an extension of that emotional healing because trauma is literally unprocessed emotions uh and a lot of times the emotions do not care actually what the story is what happened like okay it kind of gives your mind a sense of clarity sometimes but most of all the pain just wants to move through it does not care where it's coming from what happened why happened and even if something bad happened in your past you cannot really change it you, you no cannot way. change your past. You can reprogram it in your mind for the heck of your mind, but the emotions just want a release. They want to be felt, as you said. Yes, it might feel like every, the world is crashing down for five minutes or 10 minutes, but damn, it's, once it's done, it's, it's kind of like released. And I love, I think it's for the first time I'm actually kind of like 
speaking to a manifestation teacher who is actually breaking through the misconceptions around it because uh, there have been a lot of toxic positive stay positive all the time stay high vibe all the time kind of stuff going around and I think a lot of us are now seeing through the illusions and really seeing like okay that's practically not possible mm -hmm. and what it in fact does what I have experienced like for me I think last year uh, is that uh, it kind of just especially I think last year with the pandemic, it just kind of, the pandemic has been a big trigger for so many of us. It has literally triggered all places inside us, I think. And uh, that was also the year for me, like almost like my first year or going into the second year where I kind of like placed big goals. And it's like all the stuff which was in complete opposition just flared up because I had not dealt with all of that stuff. And my initial reaction was instead of accepting it, instead of letting it pass through was to just resist it because of the teachings that kind of like go around until I was like, if the shit, I need to work with my healing. I need to work with my emotions. I need to work with my inner child and my shadows. And uh, I think what you also said about just embracing your wounding, it is what it is and just accepting it. And uh, I think that's a key of the shadow work as well to kind of just accept your shadows, like, and not kind of go dig around why and what, where it's coming from. Before we move forward, I would want to quickly interrupt this conversation and talk about TLL membership. TL membership is a space to help you embody your next level healing and dream life through conscious mindset and spiritual work. As a member, you get access to a library of workshops created by me and with new editions each month. Each month, we pick up a theme according to collective or astrological energy, something that I'm moved with, something that I'm excited about. And I know that because it's come into my energetic field it is for me to offer to you too so in this space we'll be committing ourselves all the way in to explore this theme or topic of the month the workshops are based on spiritual healing inner work mindset reprogramming as well as manifestations all the aspects which actually contribute to creating the highest version of ourselves that we have free worthy happy and radiant as a DL member, you also get access to foundation courses of self-love, inner child healing, success mindset, and heart chakra, along with so many bonus resources. And yes, you don't have to do any of this alone. We have a community portal as well as monthly coaching calls where you can share, ask, and receive from me. This is truly one space I wish I had a few years back when I just had my spiritual awakening. If this interests you, click on the link in show notes and get inside the membership. As a podcast listener, you can also avail 10% off on your first payment with coupon code PODCAST10. Find the details in the show notes. And now, let's jump back to the episode. So, uh, yeah, uh, how, how did you kind of like move these pieces through in your business how did that that healing bring you to a space of actually manifesting with ease manifesting with flow and I'm sure that might have taken some time to evolve but 
we are really talking about collapsing times here. And then we'll touch on that question as well later on, as of now. Uh, how did that kind of like flow into your business? Like, how does it look like manifesting in your business, applying these quantum principles? Yes, I love this. So what it is that I teach, it's not so much on necessarily untethering from your trauma specifically. I mean, it actually is in the deeper sense, but what I teach people is how to manifest. And then through that, it is the unbecoming because what happens is, you know, the process of untethering from all this wounding and from releasing it is just being here in the present moment. Right. And so that's really powerful. That's the whole entire point. But the other side of it is that when you're in this present moment, you become an open portal and a direct channel into the quantum. So the quantum is the unified field of infinite potentials. It is all energy. Everything exists there. Every potentiality, opportunity, possibility, version of you, alternate dimension, parallel reality exists right now. In the quantum, there is no past and there is no future. There is no time, meaning that you can only access the potentialities through this present moment. So what I help people do is learn how to become an open channel for receiving, which means learning how to ground and root yourself in the present moment so that you open your channel and you're able to call in more abundance, more clients, more business success, more sales, you know, whatever it is. But in that process, you have to learn how to untether from your trauma, release your wounding and stay in this present moment because it's the journey of unbecoming. So I don't actually really care about, you know, how much money you make or, you know, whether you hit six, seven figures in your business. What I care about is the process of who you become or unbecome in that. But that's kind of my entry point, which gets people in. And then we uncover the deeper truth of what's really important. And so that's how I use the process of the present moment in order to manifest, because again, it's just an open channel. When you're in the present moment and in the quantum you operate on a completely different level, right? There is no time. And so things come to you instantaneously because there is no speed in the quantum either. Speed is distance divided by time. There is no distance in the quantum. There is no time in the quantum. So when you place in your order, things get to come in naturally. And so that's really my whole process. It's through embodiment. So the link between manifestation in the present moment is embodiment, right? You have to become an energetic match for what it is that you are calling in for the reality that you're going to quantum leap into in order to actually um, make that happen, right? So the old mainstream manifestation is your thoughts create your reality. What we've understood is your thoughts don't really mean anything. They're just thoughts. What matters is if you believe in your thoughts, yes, they'll become your reality. But what's even deeper than that is what your energy is, what you're an energetic match for. That's what it is that you receive because everything is energy. Quantum physicists discover Mm. that atoms are 99.9999% energy. So what I help people do is become an energetic match through embodiment, right? Embodiment means you are that person on a deep level. You behave like them. You show up like them. There should be no gap between the version of you that's already done it and the version of you today. And that's when you quantum leap. And a quantum leap is just you jumping into a different dimension. And it could be small, it could be big. It's like today I'm wearing a white top in another dimension, another reality today, I wore a pink top. It could be something small like that. It could be something huge where it's like a million dollars, right? So this is essentially how I use my process of the present moment and accessing the portal into the quantum to be able to collapse time and call things in and, and embody. So yeah, it's really fun. 
So you said it's mostly the link is the embodiment and which mm-hmm. is why. Uh, and, and I loved how you said, I mean, I think a lot of times it's not visible so far, but I just find so much parallel and similarities in our processes. And it's like, you do not necessarily kind of say, let's just do this. It's like everything in the, because even I have seen most of the times when I'm manifesting, um, first of all, manifestation is not a one-time ritual, I think, which a lot of people feel like, okay, it's a full moon thing or it's a new moon thing. You just set intentions. Uh, it's literally like you just, the moment you kind of like have birth an intention, uh, think of a desire, you decide this is what I want. It kind of like starts working up, right? Mm. And uh, how you kind of like uh, said, uh, I let things come up. I let my clients go through those processes of, okay, so a trigger has showed up or something will show up. Whatever is not in alignment will show up to be released. So I absolutely love all those places where you touched upon. And uh, I would love you to kind of like go deeper into how is your experience like? Like, were you always a firm believer that you can use these things into your business or it was only until probably the last few years maybe or months where you kind of like started seeing like, okay, this thing kind of like you know is working for me uh what i would also love you to kind of like also share how um you've experienced in collapsing times like what is the whole concept around collapsing timelines i mean we've been talking about timelines but i know a lot of people listening might be like what the heck is timelines what the heck do you mean by collapsing time um yeah like what does it mean when i say collapse time yeah. So essentially, I, to answer your first question, always knew that my success was inevitable, always knew that I was going to be a multimillionaire, like that was non-negotiable. But then when I opened to the world of quantum and understood that in the quantum, everything exists. So nothing does not exist. So the whole question, is it possible? It's not even a question. If you're asking that question, you're not even operating in the quantum realm. And so then that opened up into even bigger possibilities of like, oh, okay, so I can make $10 million tomorrow. If I wanted to, I can make $10 million in a minute. If I wanted to, nothing is impossible. Every single, as I said, version of you, alternate reality, parallel world, it exists simultaneously in this now moment. And how we play with time collapse is essentially seeing all the timelines. So time is not linear. There is no, again, like it's just this moment. So there is actually no past or future. Past is, is an illusion, same as the future, but past is a memory future never ever comes. So it's just you deciding what it is that you want now. And there's nothing, no universal law to dictate how long something should happen for. So you need to study this long in order to achieve this, or you need to be in business this many years in order to achieve it. Time collapse is you literally just deciding to bring your desire into this now moment through embodiment, right? So there's all these different parallel realities Right now, there's a version of you right now that has a million dollar business. You can decide that I'm going to achieve that and jump into that dimension in a year from now, or you can decide I'm going to jump into that dimension now. How do you jump into that dimension? Mm. Through the embodiment, as I said, by closing the gap and really showing up as that person. So when I started to discover this and understand more, I started to practice these techniques and that's how now I grow my business so fast. There's literally nothing stopping me. There's literally nothing. There's no limitation. There's no restriction. can be, do and have whatever I want. And so as I practice this more, as I said, a week and a half ago, I wrote, 
I'm making 40K and in a week later, I made 40K. And it's not because I wrote it, but because from that point on, I embodied it. I said, okay, how would I show up this week if I made 40K? What content would I post? What would I launch? What would my pricing look like? What would my office look like? How would I sell? And I start to really be that person. The amount of time it takes for you to, to manifest is the amount of time it takes for you to become an energetic match. That is it. It's just like a radio station. You calibrate, you calibrate, you calibrate, you dial in. The moment you dial in exactly to that station, you receive it. You're a little bit off, you receive a different station. And so that's what we're doing with our energy. And that's time collapse. So rather than waiting and seeing things in the future, it's like, well, what do I want to bring in now? If you're working towards something, if you're waiting, if you're hoping, if you're anticipating it for come, to come into the future, you're operating in time. And so you're going to receive it So if, in the future. So if I said to you, like right now, like how I want you to manifest $100,000, how long would that take you? Everyone would have a different answer. One person will be like, oh, yeah, tomorrow. Another person will be like, oh, a month. Another person will be like a year. Another person will be like five years. Another person will be like never, right? Because we have all these conditioning and beliefs for how long it would take. You asked me that question. I said, it's however long I decide. It's there already done in the quantum. I can access that tomorrow if you want me to, right? I can access that mm. in, a, in a minute if you want me to because yeah. the thing is, is that you don't ever receive in the future. Nothing ever exists. Mm. Nothing ever happens outside of this present moment. It only happens now and so in order to collapse the time what do we do we remove the deadline when you create a deadline what happens is you create distance right it's now here and then however long you've put it and so there's this deadline there's distance that you have to cross when there's distance there's time because it's like you're running a race and there's a deadline instead of setting the deadline where you could move the deadline closer this distance shorter what if you just realize that there's no deadline and you brought it into now what if you brought the end deadline into today and then there was no distance. When there's no distance, mm. what happens? You teleport. So that's how you move in the quantum. That's why things happen instantaneously. It's because you're literally just jumping into a different dimension by fully embodying the version of you that has it showing up in every single essence and every single cell of your body. You need to be that version of you. She already exists. So you already know the moment you are 110% embodying her, then it's going to come in, right? The last thing to come in is your desire. So if it's not coming yet, it's just because there's some discrepancy, there's some gap. And your world right now is a direct reflection of what it is that you're an energetic match to. And so it is all feedback. Use it right now for feedback and adjust and calibrate accordingly. So yeah, that's essentially how you time collapse and jump time. It's just bringing it here right now. Yeah. And uh, how would you kind of like explain embodiment? Because a lot of times... Uh, when we read manifestation it's like dress up that, like that or you know buy that Gucci dress which probably you can't even afford and that's something like which a lot of these things have been going on do you vibe with that is that how you kind of like feel like that helps that works at times uh, what does embodiment really mean for you yes so embodiment is integrating and becoming that version of you now so again when i say it when i say okay what would the six-figure version of you do a lot of people just make up stuff yeah i'd buy the gucci dress yeah i'd spend more money yeah i would dress in a different way and do all this stuff but these are just external stuff what we need to remember is none of this really matters. What matters is the energetic shift. Again, the amount of time it takes you to manifest is the amount of time it takes for you to become an energetic match. The reason why you want your desire is because you desire the energetic sensation or the energetic experience that that is going to bring to you. 
You don't want more yes. money. You don't care about paper notes. You don't care about more zeros in your bank account. You care because I'm going to feel rich. I'm going to feel free. I'm going to feel abundant. I'm going to feel all these emotions. And so that's why we desire it because there's a gap because you don't feel it now. And then we think that when we achieve that thing in the material, physical, tangible world, then I'll finally feel it. And the trick is, if I said to you tomorrow, you're going to receive six figures, all of a sudden you'll start to feel an energetic shift. Oh, I'm expecting it. Oh, yes, I'm starting to feel abundant and rich and free and all this stuff and independent. And all of a sudden it's like, that's it. That's the energetic code that we need to unlock. It's not always about the Gucci dress. Yes, if you buy the Gucci dress, maybe that's going to help you experience all of these emotions. You don't have to buy the Gucci dress to experience the emotions, actually not just emotions, it's energy. So this is the underlying layer as well. A lot of people talk about you manifest by your emotions. That's actually incorrect. You manifest by your energy. Emotions are energy. Yes, we look at the word emotion, energy, emotion. Energy isn't just emotion. Everything is energy, right? Water has a certain energetic vibration. A plant has a certain energetic vibration. Humans have an energetic vibration. We actually have an electromagnetic field that you can measure, which is not just based off of your emotions. And so you just need to become an energetic match to the version of you that has that. doesn't matter what her emotions are. That version of you, she still has bad days. She still experiences anger, sadness, grief, despair. She might still have PMS and all of the things. But the thing is, she is an in-energetic match to the thing that she desires. She's expecting money, right? Just like um, you know, Elon Musk, he knows every single month, week, whatever, I'm going to make X million amount of dollars. If he's sad, angry, upset, doesn't matter. It's not going to impact his income. Emotions don't impact your income. It's not going to sell less Teslas. He just knows that I'm expecting this. And so this is the version of you. She has a certain certainty. She has a certain spaciousness. She has a certain security about her. She still has doubts. She still has moments where she gets in her mind. She still gets caught up in the alluring, limiting beliefs, but she just knows. It's this underlying knowing and being. And there's so many different shifts. So embodiment isn't just about the emotions. Embodiment isn't just about the actions. A lot of people focus on what do I need to do? This is why I don't like the term what I need to do. Sometimes it's not always about what you need to do. It's just becoming an energetic match. Sometimes you just need to feel more. Sometimes you just need to energetically align more. Last week when I made 40K in business, I didn't do any more. didn't work anymore. I didn't do anything differently, right? I worked nine hours. What happened is I shifted my energy and went into that week expecting 40K, you know, there was, there was no non-negotiable. It wasn't, it was happening or is it happening? It's, it is happening right? It's, this is it. It's already done. And so that's what embodiment means, fully becoming that person. You don't need to do anything in order to experience energetic shift, just experience energetic shift. But that's often not just enough in certain circumstances. Like if you just embody a million dollar business, obviously you have to take action. And so action part of is part of the embodiment, right? For certain things. So sometimes you don't have to take much action. You can just attract it. Other times for business, for example, you do. You can't just sit around all day and I'm energetically in alignment and it's going to come. So there's the embodiment aspect of like how you feel, what you do, how you show up, how she behaves, all of these things come together. Oftentimes you can get to the energetic match part 80%, but then you need like the extra 20% of the action. What happens when you take action? Your energy shifts, right? And so all of this accumulates together and that is embodiment. I often just say, What if this was the moment before you were about to receive your desire? How would you feel? That is the key. That energy that you're feeling right now, that's what you have to lock in. And when I say hold, because you need to sustain that energy. If it doesn't sustain, you'll lose it. Kind of like twiddling with a radio station. You're just constantly twiddling the knob. 
you're going on every single station and guess what? You're receiving nothing, right? So it's not just about going in and out and I feel the energy and now I don't and I feel the energy and now I don't. It's really important to sustain the energy because this is why 75% of people who win the lottery end up bankrupt in five years. They're an energetic match for receiving. They're not an energetic match for holding. And so what I teach is being able to not just receive your desire, but actually hold it so that when you receive it, you're actually able to maintain that for a long period of time. So yeah, that's all an embodiment. Honestly, I need to teach a class now because I love embodiment. Yeah. And I think I love that perspective around it because um, as you just said, like so many people have all of these limiting beliefs around, I will be this when I, I'll have to do more. Like there are a lot of conditionings and a lot of limiting beliefs, quote unquote, which kind of go like, I have to be in business for X amount of years, or I have to do this in order to get this. And uh, you said like, you don't have to do so much. You can actually be. And um, I also feel like, I think when you take that 80% of, you do that energy work, that alignment work, the 20% action comes so effortlessly, like most of the time, if I'm bagged up my energy, my actions to show up online in any possible way or to create anything or to uh, show up with any opportunity, it just happens effortlessly. I feel like creating a meditation. I feel like going live. It's not something I think you have to force yourself if you're bagged up by energy and by your uh by the work that you put behind it, which might not be so tangible, as you said. So um, yeah, this all sounds so juicy. What are some of the things that you've heard people say time and again, which kind of like uh, you feel, uh, because as you were also speaking, I could also sense and feel that, I think one of the reasons why a lot of us know, maybe even who know about quantum manifestation or even like want to kind of get this thing and get this thing now, but we kind of like hit a wall because of this anxiety of this, like this anxiety really hits in the face. Like, oh, I want this, but I want this like right now. I don't know if I'm ready. I don't know if I can handle it. What are some of the stories that you've seen most of the people kind of like, which kind of like lead them to self-sabotaging behaviors at times? Yeah, honestly, I've seen it a lot. I've seen a lot of clients and worked with some incredible people. And this is the thing like that have big dreams and big desires. They say that they want it. They say they're an energetic match. They say that they are embodying it. But as time goes on, they don't end up hitting anywhere near that goal because they're just saying it. They're just declaring it, but they're not actually fully embodying it. So this is what I mean. Like when we play in the quantum, yes, it's a place of no time and no space and no mind. And it's like this, you know, transcendental high place, but you're not living in a daydream. That needs to be very, very clear because it's not a daydream. It's not a fantasy. It's not like playing pretend or acting as if you need to ground it in this reality. And if you're just like, yeah, it's cool. I believe in it. Yeah, it's happening. If you're saying it, I don't actually care what you want. I care what you can embody, right? I don't care what you say you want. I care what you can actually embody because that's what brings it in. That's what I see a difference and disparity between my clients as those who say they want it, who are so positive. So yeah, gung-ho, but they never get any results versus the ones who actually say, yep, I'm in. They embody it and they receive the results is that they're grounding and actually doing it. So it's not actually about what you say. That's one of the biggest, I would say, self-sabotaging behaviors that people um, do. It's kind of like unconsciously like lying to themselves. Otherwise, there's lots of different ones. I mean, just taking yourself out of the present moment, operating on time again, all this stuff I've had clients again 
same thing where they're saying, yep, I'm in it. And then, you know, a week later, oh, you know, F this shit, I can't do it, this and that. And they're constantly in and out, in and out of their mind. And it's like, well, you're not holding the energy. Decide to come back. Decide to come in here. Decide to stop playing in your mind. Decide to get rid of the BS and just ground yourself in this moment. But it's all a choice, right? It's all a choice. The moment you realize that you're outside of the present moment is the moment you've come back into the present moment you realize you're out of the quantum is the moment you come back in so it's all just about practicing this and sometimes you know I get people to change their goals again there's no higher or lower I do use the words next level and this type of stuff because intellectually people can understand it but in the quantum there's no higher level there's no next level Mm. there's no backwards and forwards lefts or right there's no better or worse there's no hierarchies there's no sequences there's no pedestal a million dollars is actually the same as one dollar but we have conditioning we have collective conditioning societal conditioning childhood conditioning past life conditioning about what all this stuff means and so if someone's not able to successfully manifest and achieve and, and collapse time around a goal I often get them to change that goal a lot of the time it ends up meaning quote unquote a smaller goal because that feels more obtainable and more achievable but sometimes that means raising the goal because it actually makes the original goal seem a lot smaller in comparison and so that's why I say if you're it's not happening you know use your reality as feedback it shouldn't take so long in order to manifest something right and um whatever you're a match for is feedback so if you put it out there and nothing's happened for a long 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 time just shift just change don't keep waiting because you need to shift something in order to see a shift right um Mm. and so that might be often either two options embodying more or changing your goal to something that you can actually get behind. I just want you to pick a goal that you can get behind. Self-sabotization only really happens when, you know, we're a bit in the mind. We don't know how to access the quantum. We don't know how to play with it. We're a little bit confused on the process or we've just chosen a goal where it's just, we can't get our energy behind it as yet. And I say, just get, pick a goal in the beginning. That's easy to get your energy behind. You manifest it. You gain that momentum. And so you're more confident moving forward rather than picking a goal that's just way out of your league um, and then you disappoint yourself and you judge yourself and you self-sabotage even more so yeah that's what I would say yeah that happens so much we kind of like pick up this big goal because we feel like this is what we should do and I think it happens both ways sometimes you pick up a smaller goal and as you said our energy is not behind it because we feel like uh maybe we do not feel inspired enough to work for it maybe we don't feel motivated enough to even like have our energy around it because it just is not big enough and as you said there's nothing smaller but it's probably what I think is right for us at that moment I think Mm. sometimes we can have like a really big goal and that can like overwhelm us so deeply and we're not able to get it and then we feel like okay I'm not good enough I think it's like the self-prophecy which comes kind of comes true uh it's like oh yeah of course this is how it always happens of course I'm not good enough of course this is how it always ends up So yeah, uh, there are so many of these stories which kind of like play out and kind of like keep us small and limited. And yes, so many times end up leading us to the self-sabotaging behavior. So thank you so much for kind of like touching on to those stories, touching on to those places. Uh, How do we get back? You said somewhere like it's, it's important to kind of like also sometimes you might like shift your energy and but then there are moments you have to come back to that energy. How do you come back? Like as you said, nobody's high vibe all the time. Nobody can actually also, and also I loved, I think before a couple of minutes ago, you said maintaining and sustaining what you are receiving. It's not like a, a lot of times I think 
somehow people think manifestation is a lottery ticket you manifest a huge sum amount one time but to actually have sustainable growth but to actually have say if you're running a business to actually have it sustainably and to grow your business in a sustainable manner how to keep recalibrating our energy towards that yeah time and again and again that is really important to me because this is the thing like there's a different thing to be able to just manifest things but then you can lose it because you can't hold it like it's just too much for you too much energy um versus being able to sustain it so for me in my business you know 15 months into my business um i've been able to successfully create consistent months right so i only had two dips and those two dips preceded a big quantum leap in my business so now I'm like okay if I ever dip I know the next one's going to be triple that so whatever but it's been pretty consistent and that's not like the case for many many people and it's because I've been really intentional about holding my energy and so you kind of said how do we come back we need to do is come back into the present moment the only this is the thing right we think that holding the energy and embodiment is a, is a certain state and that we need to keep coming back to us that state it's not a different state it's our natural state right embodiment and alignment is our natural state it's that the fact that we've walked out of it we've lost it because we're in the mind and so it's not about um getting beyond the mind and into the embodiment it's about staying into the embodiment by releasing the mind if you get what i mean so it's not finding embodiment it's like allowing the embodiment and alignment back in because that's actually our natural state of being until the point is where you're more in the embodiment than you're in the mind. So that's all it is. It's coming back, coming back, coming back. Holding the energy again, it's just becoming an energetic match. It has nothing to do with your emotions, your thoughts, or whether you're high vibe or not. Holding the energy isn't a high vibe state. Holding the energy is just becoming an energetic match. So as I said, for money, if I'm an energetic match for let's say $50,000 months, I just expect $50,000 every single month. It's a non-negotiable, almost like I'm on a salary, $50,000 a month. There's almost like a contract and a guarantee. Holding the energy that has nothing to do with my emotions, has nothing to do with anything else, has nothing to do externally. It's just that I expect it. That's basically what holding the energy means, right? So I can hold the energy when I'm sad. I can hold the energy if I'm anxious. I can hold the energy when I'm angry. That's all that holding the energy means. I've had times where I've been really, really angry and I signed a client for $5,000. And my sister was like, how did you do that? I don't get it. You're so grumpy. And I'm like, well, just because I'm angry doesn't mean I'm not available for money. I don't care what mood I'm in. I'm available for money. Mm. That is holding the energy. So that's what it means. That's how you're able to do it is come back to, okay, yes, this is done. This is the moment before. I'm expecting it to happen in this moment or the next moment, right? I'm expecting to receive it. And so it's always just coming back to our natural state of embodiment by coming back into the present moment and releasing the mind. You don't have to try to maintain the embodiment. It's actually trying to maintain the state that is beyond our mind. Continue going beyond your mind, continue going beyond your ego, continue coming back into the present moment, which you'll realize, oh, I'm already connected to that. I'm already wealthy. I'm already abundant. I'm already worthy. I'm already loved. And then it's like, everything's just so easy because you no longer have to try to embodiment. You just embody. Yeah. And I think when people think of manifestation or whenever people even think of just quantum manifestation, they just feel like you have to visualize. You have to just act as if. You have to feel like, just feel like as if you have it. But you said like, it doesn't matter what my emotions are. It doesn't like, you don't have to 
be out of the present moment into the future. You don't have to be future tripping in order to manifest. And I think that's somewhere a lot of old manifestation techniques have been around. Visualize, manifest when you are taking a shower, manifest when you're cooking, manifest when you're doing this and this. And that I think does the opposite. It kind of like takes you out of that uh moment whereas when you're cooking probably i mean just take this example thinking like i already am expecting this much money or this mm-hmm. thing or this manifestation even right now when i'm cooking right here in this kitchen where i've been probably cooking cooking for all these years yeah like it has nothing to do with the things so much as much as the energy and i think the underlying energy is i'm worthy of things whatever i want at all times, no matter what, mm-hmm. no matter how I feel. And I, and I understand what you mean when you say surpassing the ego, the mind, because the mind really, really loves making these stories and these judgments. If you do this, then you're worthy of this. If you don't do this, then you're not worthy of this. If you feel like this, you're worthy of this. And I think it's really about breaking through all of these stories and really seeing that it has not, as you said, like Elon Musk doesn't think like, okay, today I'm a sad, so I won't be expecting this much money in my bank account. Like it's happening all the freaking time. It's the money's yeah. constantly flowing in no matter what happens. Oh my God, I love this so much. It's, I and I think that's what I love. It's so simple. It's so simple. It's so natural. There's nothing complicated. There's nothing complex about it. It's, this is how I think before all the conditionings, perhaps, I mean, we all know uh, how to say it, like the earth was like this once upon a time, we're kind of like, we did not have any of these conditionings or any of these wounded Im- uh, imprints where we kind of like, just believe, yeah, we are worthy in that. And time is really not a thing. Uh, whatever you want, whenever you want, there's nothing to do with who you are or what you're doing. It's just, it's, as you said, one dollar or one million dollar it's kind of like the same thing so before we end this uh any advice or anything you would probably want to leave the listeners with about if they are probably um starting a business or running a business and just they are in this space where they feel kind of like this lack and every time they want to feel like they are manifesting X amount or whatever, or they are probably manifesting clients, whatever in the business or consistent income, whatever in the businesses one does, how can they uh, feel this sense of like instant comeback, instant relief and being like, I'm on the right path. Mm. How can they redirect that energy? I think it's a lot an extension of the recalibration, which we just talked yeah. about. But yeah, just some of your last words to say to just somebody who is probably in this space right now. Beautiful. So what I want to end this with is saying that you manifest and attract who you are being, not what you desire, right? You manifest and attract who you are being, not what you desire. And so it's really important to come back and align with that. And if you feel like you've gone into lack and into the mind and all these stories, which are just stories, not the truth, then all you need to do again, come back into the present moment here and now there is no lack, lack is a construct. There is no worth. There is no time. There is no pressure. There is no fear. There are no problems and issues 
right now. So coming back into that abundant vortex, you're able to actually enter the quantum and then start to energetically align and calibrate to the version of you that's already done it. So if you want more clients, more success and more, you know, um, sales in your business, identify the version of you that's already done that and really start to integrate her. How does she show up? What content does she post? If it was already done, there was a guarantee because it is. It is already done in the quantum. I want you to show up as her. And that's what I did from the beginning of my business. Since day one, I I did not treat my business like a small side hustle. I did not treat it like a small project or a fun hobby or a small business. I treated it like a six-figure empire and that was how I was able to quantum leap so quickly. Now only 15 months into my business and last week I made $40,000 in sales because I showed up in full queen energy. I claimed it and I declared it, right? So this has to be the energy that you show up in. There's a reason why for anyone listening, you're not receiving clients and receiving money because that's what you're energetically aligned to right now that is giving you feedback based on your energy. The paradox is if you want more clients and sales, you start to have to... You have to show up from a place where you feel like that you already have clients, where you already have sales, where you already have six figures, where you already have booked out wait lists for three months. The energy in that which you show up will be so potent, so magnetic that people can't help but to purchase. Stop waiting for permission and confirmation and validation from other people to know that you are wanted. The ironic thing is people don't want you until you show up. So you need to show up first before people want you. So this is the key thing. And I love what you said before about the cooking thing. It's like the version of you, again, it's not hard to energetically become a match to that. They're not thinking about it all the time. When she's cooking, she's cooking, right? She's just cooking. But she also is like, hey, I just have a seven-figure business just casually. She's not cooking and thinking like, yeah, I've got a seven-figure business. Like, And you're always constantly in that. When you shower, you shower. It's not having to always bring in these visualizations, but you just live your life. Again, really tap into the version of you. Got six figures, six figures. She has a shower. And also in the back of her head, oh yeah, I've got a six figure business. She's not thinking about it. When you're cooking, when you're doing all these things, you're not constantly obsessed with it. In fact, you think about money less because the people who think about money are the ones who don't have money, right? So it's all coming back to this. You don't need to think about it. You don't need to assess about it. Just show up like she would. She wouldn't have all these fears and lack and excuses and all this stuff. She would just have this deep knowing. So become that person because you attract who you're being. You don't attract what it is that you desire. Hmm, I love that. And I think those are some perfect words to kind of end this podcast with. But before you leave, I would love to know how does a typical day in your life looks like? How? Yeah. What are the practices which kind of do help you to actually come back? Again, so this is the thing. I get so many questions about methods, routines, practices, rituals. I really don't have many. My thing is the present moment. Love again, <laughs> a ritual and a routine cannot override your the present moment. Like the ritual and routine isn't the thing that quantum leaps you. A ritual routine isn't the thing that jumps timelines, isn't the thing that enables you to access a different dimension. The reason why we have rituals and routines is because it creates a shift in your energy. The amount of time it takes for you to manifest, the amount of time it takes for you to become an energetic match, you can shift your energy without the need of a routine and ritual. So I personally don't really have routines and rituals. I journal every single day. It's not really a routine or ritual. It's just something that I just do naturally because I need to journal. I just find it something that I really resonate with. But um, yeah, I don't even meditate every day. I don't visualize. I don't do affirmations. I don't do five by five affirmation method or two cup method. I don't do all of these things because they don't, I'm not, they're not required. It's just simple when you realize that these things, 
They're cool, fancy bells and whistles, but they don't actually help you manifest. You do. You manifest through your energy. So only do these things if it creates a shift in your energy. If you haven't created a shift in your energy, then you've literally wasted your time. Because unless there's a shift in your energy, you have not done anything. And as Joe Dispenza said, you need to get up from your meditation feeling different as a different person to when you sat down. And that's how an indicator mm. you know that it's working. So personally for me, my daily ritual, or not ritual routine, but my daily life, I'll, I'll give you a breakdown of what I did today. It's pretty kind of normal day in my life. Wake up around 6.37, naturally. I like to have a good night, long sleep. Um, then I will try not to check my phone. Sometimes I do, but, um, you know, I'm human. I will journal a little bit, maybe read a bit. My favorite book's Power of Now. Read a couple of passages, come back into the present moment because that is the most important practice ever. You know, I have breakfast. I might do a short workout and then I get into my day. Uh, first client call starts at 9.30 or normally, you know, today I did one client call. That's it. I normally work 10 hours a week. Then after my client call, I just decided to laze around on the couch, post on social media. Then I was like, oh, it's almost four o'clock, gone into this interview. And now after this, we're going to have some dinner. And then that's about it. So that's like my day in the life. Nothing fancy, nothing crazy. Yes, I made $40,000 last week. No, there's nothing special that you need to do. No, I'm not bathing in gold. You know what I mean? It's just, <laughs> that's my life. So yeah, that's essentially what it is that's that's essentially my typical day in my life I love that so much yes like I think we just have these ideas and these facades about how you will kind of like just change one day when you know your manifestations will come to life but and and I think this I love how you said like uh like, I think for me, being in the corporate culture for a while and being actually working for a while, like, I know there is this certain kind of pride associated with working for longer hours. And I've been deconditioning that so much, I think, in the past two years, ever since I've started my business. But of course, that kind of like conditioning catches up there and now and again. And I think I loved how effortlessly you said and almost like proudly you said, like, and that's it. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> because... For me, I think as an MG also, it's just been like, so like, ah, I get to do less and it's not something to be ashamed about. And I think when I kind of like just see the two places, the old world and this new spiritual uh, manifestation world uh, where, you know, people have this drastic in contrast lives, you, my whole life is like, you have to work, you should work 10 hours a day and you know this old this new life say like you should not work you know more than two hours or three hours a day but I think as you said it's really about what do you feel like doing what's your joy what how do you like some days you might feel like working five six hours some days you might not and that does not and that should not kind of like impact anything on the outside thank you so much Katie I love this so much I enjoyed the conversation so deeply and I hope our listeners and I know I'm for sure they too did uh, where can they find you if they want to reach out to you or work with you or get in some of those codes thank you so much this was honestly such a good podcast episode and conversation but yeah for everyone listening if you want to get into more of my energy and understand quantum then I have my own podcast called abundant attraction I'm also on instagram at katie.wilkinson with two n's at the end I'm literally active every single day on there on my stories 
Um, and if you want to get into the quantum field and learn how to access the quantum collapse time, I have a beautiful um, masterclass called the Quantum Attraction Masterclass. And it's basically quantum physics 101, $111 lifetime access. Literally every single person who's taken this has manifested some incredible things. Literally someone manifested six figures in two weeks after doing this one masterclass. So it's definitely a beautiful entry point, um, especially after what we talked about today. So yeah, those are some of the ways to um, get into my energy and to work with me. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. I'm, you're so welcome. This is such a good podcast interview. It was amazing. Thank you. Okay. I think you can end it on your oh, side. Oh yeah. I forgot. Wow, that was such an activating and beautiful conversation. I really, really hope that you have taken down some notes because this is the future. This is where we are stepping into building our own limitless, infinite uh, possibilities in the quantum with the quantum. So really hope you enjoyed this episode. Let us know if you did. All the details to reach out to Katie or to me are down in the show notes. And I'm so excited for this conversation to be embodied in your life so keep us in the loop how does that play out and that's a wrap on our season two so thank you so much for being a part of this season we have so much more goodness coming up in the season three so stay tuned and i'm sending you so much love